Growing up, beauty was very externalized to me. My mom used to say to me, for girls, beauty is determined by a beautiful set of teeth and long luscious hair. If not, good luck finding a husband, honey. And if you still haven't found a husband by 25, well, consider yourself sour milk, so better hurry up. <clears throat> so pretty much blue cheese by now, you might say. Anywho, what I wasn't taught is that beauty is so much more than that. Throughout my travels, I had the honor of meeting Miss Michelle, beauty queen at only sweet 16. And no, this isn't just your typical beauty pageant story. This is the story that stuck with me until today. Learning that beauty is willpower, determination, fighting through the tough times and still keeping your head up high. I'm talking about that self-combat dance. What better way to brush up on my shit Vietnamese this week and as we head on over to Hanoi to visit my queen for some beauty tips and self-confidence one-on-one. That's how we connected. We connected over uh, coffee, wasn't it? Oh yeah, we'll get into that a bit later. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I... I I do remember like we we met during it was actually um on my way back home to Australia like I mm-hmm. my last uh, destination was Bali and um so by that time I was like yeah I'm ready to chill out you know and kind of like um get ready for uh Australia then packing and moving on to Vancouver mm-hmm. and um we met through like is it like a in Ubud in Ubud yes, yes. a hostel oh. in Ubud oh my god I, don't I know. Love- we just like gravitated towards each other <laughs> yeah because like I remember I checked in and then um it was like one what was the name of the hostel but it was so beautiful like at the back it was like all jungly and you can hear like yeah. the so it was like a perfect ending to like you know my my um solo trip Adventure. You know? <laughs> I know I was like going hard in the couple of you know first few months and then at the end I'm just like yeah I'm ready to just like you know be his end um yeah, yeah we we caught we met each other and then decided to go for coffee and um yeah like I don't know, like, it was just so memorable for me because um, you shared your story and that was, I don't know, it was, it was one of the most empowering and touching stories that I've, you know, heard, you know, at that time. And um, I think it really helped me, like, you know, feel a bit better because I was going through something as well at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, like, uh, you were sharing to me how you know it was kind of struggle for you because you know living in um philippines back then um mm-hmm. you had to grow up you know um you know basically on poverty within poverty and learning how to mm-hmm. hustle at your age so yeah mm-hmm. to, um and with one of that you you know decided to go into a video queen pageant just to pay for your tuition so mm-hmm. yeah like give the listeners you know a bit of the story sorry sorry <laughs> So I think this is the moment when they ask you, so what's your story? I love I love asking that question for like people I've just met. It's a new question I do now. Like, what's your story? Yeah, I feel like, like totally. okay, the spotlight's on me now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you don't mind sharing, like um, please do. Okay, like first off, um, I haven't really it didn't really dawn at me that my story resonated with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and we stayed in touch, right? So mm-hmm. I'm very flattered that you have remembered me and my story, and now that you're starting this 
project of yours and mm -hmm. you remembered me you remembered my story it filled me it filled me with so much i know like motivation in a sense like mm -hmm. sometimes you also feel like because this story has for me for me it seems like yeah that's just my life you know um <laughs> yeah. and I, perhaps like with my friends it's it became like that's part that's part of my life but then you you get to meet people like you for me i get to mm -hmm. meet people like you and telling me that you know what that made your story made an impact on me and this just strengthened my belief on every people every person has a story that is very true yeah you just need to know how to ask the right questions and you yes. did that you you know oh <laughs> yeah i didn't realize i did it the right time. yeah so going back so my story of oh spotlight on me i think um I, I told you about my pageant days, right? But mm -hmm. I feel like before we get to the pageant day story, I need to give a backstory. Like, yes. why do I need to join a pageant to be able mm -hmm. to go to university or to mm -hmm. be able to pay for my um, college tuition? Mm -hmm. um, so... I I was orphaned since I was 15. My my father passed away when I was 10 and from them from then it was just me and my mama I'm called mm. mama and in that journey we were also supported by amazing women my, my mother's best friends um they supported my mama in helping me go to school and making sure that we also had our own shelter basically like when my father passed away because my mother um wasn't able to finish university and it was quite hard for her to find a job that would be able to sustain both of us, especially with me having to finish elementary at that time, you know, primary school, I guess, in some mm -hmm. other countries. So um, her best friend volunteered to, offered to send me to school. And then we lived at their house as well because, like, her best friend was usually out of the country so my okay. mother sort of like yeah. took care of of the household looked after her her sons as well so oh, that's nice. so you had like at least you grew up with friends in a way you know like your is yes. your brothers to you in a way yes so yeah. one of them was like my classmate so oh that's lovely yeah so we stayed at their house for two years until I finished um, my primary my primary studies, and mm -hmm. then my my mom is also a proud woman, I would say, and mm -hmm. I think she felt that she needed to also prove to herself that she can stand up on her own and mm -hmm. be more independent when it comes to like raising me as well 
So she decided to move to the capital because at the time we were we were staying like three hours away from the capital. Mm-hmm. So the capital of the Philippines is Manila. So she decided that we will be moving there. And, you know, st- basically stop, stop waiting for support from her best yeah. friend as well. Mm-hmm. But I am eternally grateful to my, I call her my aunt, Tita. Her yeah. name is Tita Nita. Um, She's been a huge inspiration to me too. Oh, but that's then, so um, Yeah. My mother had bigger dreams for us. Yeah. Although mm-hmm. that dream also have, of course, you know, you need to go through a lot of hard work and challenge yeah. to be able to reach your dreams. So fortunately, when um, we moved to Manila uh, for high school, I was able to get like 100% um scholarship like full ride scholarship because i was able to graduate top of the class during my primary years so she's not only just the looks she's also the books guys (laughs) (laughs) but then i have to say there were only 14 of us yeah. That <laughs> hey, but it's still like a, a win, you know, like you gotta celebrate yeah. that. Yeah. Um, it was a Chinese school actually. Oh what? So you learned yeah. Chinese in school? Six years of learning Chinese and I only know how to say my name and how oh. to count. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, and then we moved to the capital and oh, Manila. Manila is not for the faint-hearted, I would say. Mm. Not just as a traveler, but for people who aspire of like of living in in like a metropolitan area. It's more it's- hustle and bustle, hey. I remember going there and um I felt like some nights were going out there alone. I felt a bit like a a bit unsafe it was a bit mm-hmm. i don't know it's something about the vibe of the city that like you gotta have to go with people like you know around yeah definitely mm-hmm. and um i guess like uh the the feeling safe mm-hmm. i mean wherever we are in the world i think we would always have that feeling of i might be in danger you know especially when you're yeah. alone um but manila has a different it's more of like a cutthroat place, you know. Yeah. And my mother, like having no degree mm-hmm. and and I wouldn't just like emphasize like, oh, like she doesn't didn't she didn't have a degree. My mother was mm-hmm. amazing. She loves poetry. She loves doing her oratorical pieces instead of like yeah. having uh bedtime stories, fairy tale stories for me. <laughs> It was declamation pieces, you know, like that, that, that's the kind of, of, um, grace my mother had, even without, without a degree, I learned a lot from her. That's amazing. Yeah. But then when it comes to like finding a job Mm. in a very competitive city, that sort of really like held her back. So she wasn't really able to find a proper job. And we had to live with one of my aunts. This time, like a real blood relative, you know, not just my yeah. mother's best friend. So like she's a re- my real aunt. 
blood mm-hmm. relative. Um, we they gave us like a space in their house so that we can like you know sleep. But and also, she was quite entrepreneurial, but in a sense of like small business, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, she was making peanut butter, and so it would be me and my mom who would be selling the peanut butter so yeah. after school normally after school like two three o'clock in the afternoon she would pick me up with her big bag full of peanut butter bottles bottles of peanut butter and then we would start for me it was just like whoever was in front of me I would just yeah. approach and just try to sell these bottles of peanut butter you know do you want yeah. peanut butter blah 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 we weren't really very strategic with it you know yeah. it was just like we need to dispose all of these bottles because this will be for tomorrow's like for me like for my my um transportation expenses my lunch expenses for the next yeah. day you know so we needed to uh sell all of those peanut butters and eventually we we became smarter with it like okay we'll just Mm -hmm. go to like companies but not all companies allow vendors inside their premises so they would uh, so we we went to government offices they were more open to us you know to vendors so that's a good strategy so like did your mom come up with a um i guess idea or i think I think we just like wandered in one of those um, (laughs) companies and I'm like, oh yeah, okay, we can actually do this, you know, like we can actually sell in like... Yeah, and what was the success rate by then? Like what always, or did it like pick up? The success rate? I mean, compared to to just selling on the streets, like walking Mm -hmm. around and just approaching random people, like you don't walk around and thinking of like, yeah, I'm going to buy peanut butter today, you know? (laughs) (laughs) you don't so it's like basically we were we were more successful selling whatever we were selling in Mm -hmm. like companies so they were they feel more relaxed as they're sitting they're just sitting and then maybe they would have like their break time some of them would bring their own bread or something like in the philippines like during like the snack time break time some of them would go out and buy something for yeah you know and then you could be like hey you look like you need some peanut butter let me help you Oh my god, those days. It it I might be laughing now, but man, those times. Yeah. They made me who I am today though. And then like after the wards, um my mother decided that we need to have our own space uh this time. But then we still didn't have our own space, but we had to move out of that house and then we stayed with one of my uncles he was really nice because um at the time when we moved in we were just sleeping um on the floor in their living room because they only had like a one bedroom house Mm. so um it was really nice and decided to like build a smaller like a studio type apartment with like a bathroom and a kitchen and he rented it out to us so instead of us just like sleeping on the living room sleeping on the floor at least we had our own space and then this time my mother just hustled you know like just tried everything so she she worked for a german ambassador in this like really fancy village in the Mm -hmm. philippines but then worked for not not like um uh 
uh, a corporate work, okay, but more of like cleaning his house. Oh, yeah, yeah. But then it was it was too far from where we were living, and she had to leave like really early and come home quite late. So mm. she decided to quit that job, and then she had to think of like, okay, what other ways, what other things can she do to sort to you know make sure that we we yeah. get to eat you know we have food on the mm-hmm. table so she she even started like um nails you know clean like she would go around the area where we were leaving the area where we were mm-hmm. leaving we called it like the squatters area it's like the slums you know it's like people oh. aren't really legally allowed to build houses there but then mm-hmm. we're there yeah and she would just go around and try to ask people like would you want your nails to be clean or whatever so she started with that and eventually she was able to save up enough money to have her own really small stall of just like let's selling selling meat and vegetables and then if she would have like survival mode hey like anything you can think of yes yes anything that we can think of Mm. As long as we have food on the table, we yeah, yeah. that that was how my mother functioned, you know. Yeah. And you just have to be very resourceful. Like for me as well, like there would be days that she would just give me money to go to school, but mm-hmm. it's not enough for me to come home. So she would be like, You can figure it out. Oh, <laughs> and I was what, 13 years old, you know? I was 13, like, okay. And my school is not just like a 30-minute drive. You need to take like three different kinds of transportation, like a train, a jeepney. We call it a jeepney in the Philippines, yep. a bus. Wow. So how was that for you? Like, was it obviously it's got like quite scary like being in a city with so many people and um, can be quite dangerous and, you know, turn back to some. But how was that for you, like improvising your way home? Yeah, and not having money to go home, you know. Yeah. So, this is when I also thought, like, you know what? Um, looking back, you know, you know what? I was also quite resourceful as a kid. Wow! <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> at that time, it's like, okay, so how do I get home? Like, how much money do I need to get home? So let's say fifty yeah. pesos. That's like a dollar, right? Um, fifty pesos. And I, at the time, I had like how many classmates? Like forty something mm-hmm. classmates. So I did. For me, I have really, I also really have a hard time just like asking people for money, you know. Um, It's it's something that I struggled with and I still struggle with. In the back of my mind, if I only Mm. ask one of my classmates like one peso, so example, it's 50,000 dong, but if only I'll ask ask for like 1,000, like one peso, then there are like around 43 of us. So I would have forty three pesos, and one peso is not like a huge thing. It's I. It feels like it feels like one peso was something that you would just like buy. You know, it's not. It's it didn't yeah. feel like I'm asking for too much. You know, I'm not really begging, like or asking for money or like give me money or what. You know, it's like one peso, and then just multiply multiply that. Then I would be able to get home. <laughs> 
Oh my goodness. Like Michelle, you, you are so resourceful and courageous <laughs> to be honest at the age. I feel like such a brat. Like even by um, 12, my mom was still driving me around to school. So, oh my God. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, we, we were, we're, it's, you know, we're just born in different circumstances. Yeah. And just because maybe like someone else's circumstance is not as good as yours, mm-hmm. you should feel guilty. No, you shouldn't. Like it's not, it's not your choice to be yeah. to to have that layer, you know. That's true, yeah. But yeah, like and then um I and think the sad part about it is like when you mention um um not long after your your mom fell ill and also passed away. So yeah. that was one of like the, the hardest thing, you know, like um for you, you know, having to fend on your own. Yes. Um so so we were in Manila and then we moved back to to the province actually and then she started getting sick mm. so we had like hospital visits as well um and when i was 15 um she eventually passed away yeah but i was like at the northern part of the country and her family her relatives her roots Mm-hmm. is in the southern part you know she she hails from the southern part of the country mindanao so i'm not okay. sure if like um your listeners have heard of the place but it doesn't really have a re- good reputation in mm-hmm. um global media but it's a beautiful place and i think like it deserves to be explored but what anyway, is it called the show sorry but now mindanao Mindanao. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Mindanao. I didn't get a chance. Is it open to tourism? Like, um, like you know, is it uh tourism friendly? At the moment, nope. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, not through COVID, but like before. Okay. Pre. Okay. Pre COVID. Before COVID. Yes. Yes. Everybody. Um. It's there are a lot of beautiful uh spots. That's why I I usually encourage people to to uh explore and give Mindanao a chance you know yeah, I, I understand why there's that fear because there's the portrayal from the global media because mm. there's there's um there's a certain part of the re- region it's huge though like the Philippines has three major islands it's like I know it's so big and the thing it, is like, I wish I had a lot longer last time but you know I did some island hopping but I just Honestly, I want would love to stay there for months because it's just so beautiful, you know. You're welcome to visit, <laughs> and I would I love to show you around and also show you Mindanao. I will, I will, I will. But yeah, so um, yeah, going, going back, back, yeah, <laughs> sorry, going back to um my mother's roots, right? So she mm. she was born, raised, grew up. Um, in Sambuanga del Norte, that's the province, Sambuanga del Norte. And her family, her relatives decided that her body should be buried in her home, of course, right? Mm. And when I went there to for the burial to, together, like with, of course, together with my mom, right? Um, I just packed like two weeks worth of clothes because I thought I'll just be there for two weeks. Okay. Yeah. And after the burial, um, my relatives had a meeting. At this time, okay, I have to preface. preface um, at this time, I was very 
we call it maldita in my language. It's sort of like very stubborn and mm. um, not necessarily a rebel, but sort of. <laughs> yeah. I was very stubborn. So they had a meeting. They were trying to decide where I would be staying. But most of them, the most of them were deciding that I should stay in Mindanao and not go back to the northern part of the country, which is like mm. where the cap not in the capital, but like where my mother's best friends are. So basically I grew up knowing her best friends as like your family. My family as well, you know, because they were that close. Mm. And I knew of my relatives, of course, of course, I've spent time with them when I was still young, but mm. it wasn't as fresh as how I remember my mom's best friend as like my family. So everybody in that meeting were like strangers to me because I only... Yeah. I only remember them from when what I was five years old, six years old, you know. Mm. So when they when they all decided that I have to stay in Mindanao, I I blew up. <laughs> yeah, I I tried to stand up for myself and told them, you know what, I just I just lost my mother. Um, mm. You want me to to move here? It also feels like I'm losing the life that I've like my my support system, my best friends in 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 the northern part of the country. You know, it mm. felt like I lose everything by moving yeah. to Mindanao. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so it's like, how do I cope with that? And I I lost that battle. They had to because I was so insistent, I was so adamant on leaving. And one of her best friends already offered to pay for my tickets back home they're supposed they they promised to let me to support me make sure that I would be able to finish university and all of that so the the promise of my mom's best friends were very ideal for me in in my mind like that's Mm. that's the logical like decision but then and but then um my relatives sent me uh, made me talk to a lawyer they had a lawyer talk to me actually not made me talk but I had a lawyer talk to me and tell me that if I decide to live with my mother's best friends my relatives can sue them for kidnapping because technically I was 15 and I'm still a minor and I couldn't decide for myself or I shouldn't legally I can't decide for myself yeah, in the Philippines. So I had no choice. I also don't want to drag my mother's best friends in that kind of scenario. Yo. So mm. I decided to stay um, in Mindanao and live with my uncle. Amazing family. They really took care of me. Like for, a f- I lived with them for a few months, but then I was living in like different houses on yeah. my fourteen. My last year of high school, I was living in different houses just because, like, you know, my uh, we don't, re- I don't come from like um, a well-to-do family, you know. Mm. Um, we have relatives who've who've made it, but it's, I, you know, it's it's not their responsibility as well to yeah to support me. 
but they've they've supported me in the way that they could and I'm very grateful for that. So mm-hmm. I had to live in different houses and eventually um one of my teachers back in high school recommended that I join this one was like our municipality first. So it's sort of like a a town pageant, you know, representing oh, yeah, yeah. my school. So to just represent my school and and for me it's like oh, I don't want I don't want to do that. Like my mother <laughs> my mother had those dreams for me of being like um a movie star or or a, a pageant queen, you know. My mother my mother had those dreams for me yeah. but I never really like resonated with me or it wasn't really something that I was interested in. I think like with us with all parents, you know, they have hopes like, like, yeah, yeah, my kid is beautiful. They're going to win this pageant. Like my dad and mom thought that, you know, I would become Miss Vietnam. But then like, I stopped oh. growing at 12 years old. And he's like, yeah, cross that off the list. Uh, let's try like lawyer or doctor or something like that, you know? <laughs> yeah, after 12, like, okay, new. Okay, be come on. You know, like, growing a little bit more, like, you know. Because <laughs> it's just that- so fun. Yeah, like he would used to like watch like this pageant like kind of like shows, and um, I remember he was like, oh, the to you know to my mom like, um, my God, that girl has a similar nose to Nyung. Like Nyung, there's hope for you. When the opportunity to join the provincial pageant pageant this time, so the first pageant I joined was like the town, right? So yeah. this time there was an opportunity to join the provincial pageant. For me to represent the town, I didn't win the town pageant, right? Mm. But then they wanted me to represent them. I was hesitating, actually. I I didn't want I I didn't want another pageant. I it's not really something that excites me, you know. Mm. It's not something that. I mean, I love watching pageant. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Philippines is the pageant country, you know. We love pageants. Yeah. We love watching, <laughs> we love rooting, but being part of it wasn't really a dream for me, you know. Mm. So when they approached me and they told me about representing my town for the provincial, the bigger pageant this time, mm. I initially said no. And it was this was already the mayor. Like I was what sixteen years old at the time, and then the mayor was like, "Y'all like asking me to join the pageant." Like, no, I'm so sorry, but uh, I don't want to. Blah blah blah. And then I, I had a dream of my mother, oh, being at the backstage, helping me change into a gown, and that's when I decided to. Okay, I think this is a message to listen to that dream, you know. I think this is a message mm-hmm. from my mother. So that is one one push. And then the second major push for me to join the pageant was that I remembered watching that pageant a year before. Mm. I remembered all of the candidates were offered scholarship by this new school. Oh, so yeah. Well, it's not really new, but then um, they were they they were partners. They were one of the sponsors of the pageant, and all of the candidates were offered scholarship in that school. So 
in the back of my mind, I had my mother's dream being uh, giving me that sign of like, join this. And in my mind as well, like, I wouldn't be burdening anyone of with my, you know, university tuition, college mm-hmm. uh, tuition fee. If I be if I just joined this pageant, you know, I don't need to win it, you know, I just need to join it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what pushed me to join the pageant. And for like for the whole like the, the pageant activity, it's like two weeks. So you you visit different places and you do like different kind of activities. So within the two weeks in the back of my mind, yeah, I mean like I don't need to I don't need to like really give my best or like really put on a show because I'm already getting the scholarship after this, you know? <laughs> hey, I'm set, okay? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I'm set. I just need to sort of like just smile and wave, smile and wave, you know? <laughs> yeah. But then in the middle of that two weeks of activity, they suddenly announced that this year, Maybe the school wasn't able to sponsor all of the fans the oh. candidates anymore. This year, only the winner will get the scholarship. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> In my mind, like, oh my god, Michelle, what have you gotten yourself into? You're already <laughs> here, and you're not you're you're not sure you're gonna win and then you're doing this like you're just making yourself like you're just making an embarrassment out of yourself you know so but that was my initial thought like oh my god what have i my gotten myself into Mm. but then like um i guess it was also that determination that i need to get that scholarship yes you know that's right Mm -hmm. if i need to be confident i will be confident if i need to be beauty queen worthy i will be beauty queen worthy because i had that motivation Mm -hmm. and so coronation night came so you have your your um costume and talent and good thing i'm not sure if we had a talent show i forgot this was 12 (laughs) years ago okay (laughs) So while this was a huge part of my life, uh, well, a, a part of my life and made a huge impact impact in my life, I already told you, right? Like I don't really, mm. I don't really identify myself as a beauty queen, but it is a story I am willing to share because mm. I think there's, I I guess like maybe some people could pick pick something up like something inspiring or just maybe funny with my story but anyway even if you when you told me this story I didn't only just think about it of just like you know the surface level of like you know just winning a beauty kind of competition like you know what really um you know kind of made me feel so drawn to your story and remember it's just because it was just so much courage you know the demonstration of courage and inner strength you know and will that you had in you that made it seem so empowering you know and I was like oh my god like yeah but I don't know that was that was like the the impression that it gave me you know (laughs) thank you so much you know um That's why um at first at first when you told me like oh we're gonna make we're gonna do like a beauty queen um yeah. episode it didn't feel right for me because it felt like ages ago you know it's like yeah a different life for me 
Mm. A different Michelle. I still have that confidence and belief, but the, everything else is just different right now. Sure, but yeah. hearing how that resonated with you, mm. I think in a way, it's quite fitting that we have this beauty queen episode, but not necessarily from like a beauty pageant, but yeah. more of like what makes you beautiful what makes you feel yeah. like a queen i guess anyway so going back coronation night had to sashay put mm-hmm. on a swimsuit and like i was 16 you know and i i wasn't really comfortable like wearing a swimsuit and 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 yeah. just being in front of people as well before i mm-hmm. i remember if I needed to make us to 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 deliver a speech in front of my classmates before, just like in in front of my classmates, I yeah. would always wish that I get hit by a car before I I get to school. You know, oh, like yeah. how bad my my public speaking anxiety was. I think everybody has that. You know, you can be so comfortable but when it comes to like having all eyes watching you. You're like, oh, you know, yeah, all the jitters, all the nerves. Yeah, yeah. So that night, I, I just had to think of why am I here? You know, mm. and that was my motivation. Okay, mm. like I was having fun at the same time because like I don't know like it doesn't mean that like I'm motivated I would win it no mm. it, it's not it's not a guarantee yeah but like at the end of the day I was like okay I'm just gonna have fun um take all this because like if you don't if you're not having fun you'd feel more nervous and it would show definitely yeah would show so but I was still focused on my goal. Like, I need to win because I need that scholarship. Yep. <laughs> and eventually, by grace, I was given the crown <laughs> and oh the scholarship, you know. So, four years. Thank you so much to my alma mater, by the way, for believing not only during that night in the pageant but also during my four years there you know they've been very helpful and supportive that's amazing and I bet you like you know when you got that crowned and like everything just kind of worked out you must have felt such a huge relief it was a huge relief in in the sense that like I'm not I I will not have to burden my relatives with the Mm. idea of putting me through university you know and I knew that I would be able to have that university degree which my mother wasn't able to yeah girl you go girl queen (laughs) (laughs) but yeah like it's just like um you know going back to what we were talking about earlier as well um like through all the struggles you went through like I, I what we resonated what was very similar for us is that like you know we grew up hating the fact of like you know burdening people 
mm-hmm. um, you know, are asking for help, you know, if that's the thing. Mm-hmm. So because we just became so, you know, you when you become so independent and so strong on your own, you know, you kind of build up like this, um, um, I guess, exterior where to protect yourself that, you know, you feel bad when you kind of let your guard down or show vulnerability. That's what we spoke yes. about. And uh, mm-hmm. um, the thing you told me the other day about, you know, it's not your choice, you know, yeah. you choose. And that really kind of like, wow, I hit things for me as well. Cause I've been really, really trying to kind of fix my mindset around that as well. Like even though, yes, uh, whatever struggle I've been through, it has built me up to be strong, you know, on my own mm. everything. But there's times I'm just like, I need to, be okay with asking for help you know yes definitely that's been my I would say that it was like that is hmm. the most impactful one of the most impactful message I've received this year so this hmm. year like you this has been um, a healing and transformative hmm. year for me as well mm-hmm. um, as strong and empowered we feel there are still a lot of moments when I am scared to just ask for help I talk about my problems you know I talk about my problems but it's only when I've dealt with it or like oh it's done like I'm I'm good like I'm okay but I've never really been comfortable in approaching someone and asking them to, can you please take care of me right now? Because Mm. I'm not well. That's something that I struggle with. I have struggled with. And that's Mm. something I'm working on right now. And the message that was given to me by he he's a new person in my life, not romantically. Okay, <laughs> he's still single, guys. Just letting you know. <laughs> okay, not romantically. Just to be clear, <laughs> but it, I guess like um, it connects to 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 one of my best friends as well that I've met here in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. They have the, they had the same the same aura and vibe and we just sort of like look into each other mm. uh, each other's eyes in this um one of this place here and before he left he said you know what i like your vibe we should connect so we we exchanged um actually just facebook i think face oh, or yeah facebook facebook mm. uh pages and then we started messaging and like hey we should uh, have like lunch or or coffee somewhere and in one of those uh, no that was our first lunch actually it was our first lunch together (laughs) and you know how it is like we talked about this earlier like how it's Mm -hmm. easier to to open up to a stranger so I was just talking about how I struggle with sharing whatever I'm going through with mm. even my friends, with with someone, because mm. I feel like I'm just burdening them with my own problems, you know? Mm. I felt like I would be a burden if I would ask for help, you yeah. know? And you know what he said? And that's 
something that I've also been sharing to a lot of my friends as well. Mm. He told me that Thank Michelle you for sharing. <laughs> yeah. He told me, Michelle, you don't get to do that. You don't get to make that choice. You can't take the agency away from your friends. And you don't know what burden they're willing to carry for you. Mm. You don't know what they're willing to carry for you. And that's true. I am mm. being selfish in a sense that I'm taking that power away yeah. from the people who I know love and support me. Yeah. And that's that when you explained this to me, it really put me in a, a different, you know, gave me a new perspective to think about it. Cause I was like, oh yeah, like I, in a way I was kind of a little bit driven by my ego, you know, like too mm -hmm. prideful, you know, mm -hmm. um, to like, like a lot of it was a lot um, for years ago, like um, when I was feeling a little bit comfortable of sharing parts of me or being mm -hmm. able to fully express myself emotionally, you know, um, I was mm -hmm. still very pulled back and very guarded. Um, but like, I think it's just comes with time as well, like being more self-aware, like this year, I've learned to be more self-aware and really mm -hmm. delving into my um, internal issues that I've been running away for so long, you know, I kind of recognize that I, a lot of like the actions or behavior was very e ego driven, because I was yeah. so scared of being judged by others as well, or like, yeah. um, being uh, seen as someone who's weak, you know, and vulnerable, like, I, I don't know, I created this kind of like, um, um, idea idea around you know that if I were to show emotion like too much emotion or um, be emotional it means I'm a weak person you know and for me growing up like the I told myself I don't want to cry anymore like I told myself like you know I, I've got to you know be physically really strong as well you know like everything um that my mom wasn't you know so mm -hmm. it kind of created this um it, in a way an imbalance after a while you know you become so cold um yeah. but, oh, like it does it really affect you but um yeah since like you know working on myself like trying to kind of like drop the guard down a bit and you know expressing mm -hmm. when I feel down um it it's like a different kind of relief feeling like you know yeah. like it's like you gotta deal with it when it's happening in the moment um yeah. people do things differently but you know rather than to just um keep it suppressed for so long or pretend mm -hmm. you know or, or just like brush out the rug like oh yeah just ignore it it doesn't help mm -hmm. yeah you know what um you know how we think of i don't know if you've ever have this um image as well of people with their guards mm -hmm. guards up right us mm -hmm. you know a perfect example like I've always thought that like with my guards up, you know, I am strong because mm. I can take care of myself. I can protect myself with all of these walls surrounding me. Yeah. Mm. But then I realize, isn't it more courageous for someone to just exist, maybe have their house mm. open without any yeah. walls? just maybe a picket fence there's yeah, yeah. a sense of strength there where i don't need those walls because i can protect myself even exactly. without those walls even even if like i serve you tea but then that doesn't mean that you can't stay in my house you know yeah that is it, a beautiful way to put it yeah like for people i think it's 
more for this is just coming from someone who always have her walls up you know yeah. i think people who have their guard down who are just open and be mm. not afraid to be vulnerable are braver than me are yeah. more are stronger than me because mm. how how can you just allow the world to go into your front yard like that easily you know yeah. But there's yeah, that yeah. confidence. There's that confidence in themselves that that's true. Yeah, and like the thing is, like um, it it is a courageous thing to be able to admit, like you know, or show that you feel these things, you no? Know? Because um, mm-hmm. we're human after all. I think sometimes we forget that you know, like uh, we're meant to feel things. We're meant to uh, express ourselves. You know, it's normal. Yes. Um, but we. I was just thinking, like, it is very much like the society or. Um, or I guess like the ideas that you learn behaviors, you know, belief systems that you build over time mm-hmm. as you get older. So it kind of puts this, I guess, um, concept into your mind that no, you know, this isn't right or creates a stigma in a way. But um, yeah, like I definitely feel like, you know, it is very courageous, very brave to be able to do that. And I was telling you that, you know, I'm working on this, you know, embracing my vulnerability as not a weakness. Mm-hmm. And what mm-hmm. has really helped as uh, seeing my vulnerability more as a tool you know as to yeah. kind of indicate of when I feel unaligned so rather than creating you know um a distinctive barrier or like a distinctive um yeah, comparison you know in mm-hmm. what weakness and strength is I kind of diminish that line and mm-hmm. yeah just trying to interpret vulnerability as something different and yeah I'm embracing it girl <laughs> So I'm so yeah. happy to hear that you. I'm also yeah. learning to be more open to asking for help, to be more vulnerable. Just recently I've I've went through a roller coaster of emotions and I was yeah. I was so glad on how I was proud, you know, on how mm. I handled that I wouldn't say I wouldn't say it was um a bump, but it was mm. just an overwhelming uh, flow of emotions that yeah. I would normally just keep my keep to myself and like deal with it on my own and like figure it out on my own. But yeah. then this time I reached out. I reach out to my friends. I reach out to my grandma. I cried in front. Oh. Well, not in front, but like virtually. <laughs> it, I cried in front of my grandma. It was like something that was also like uh, new to her. You know, I've never yeah, really yeah. cried in front of her. So, and the way I reacted after that happened was geared more towards healthier ways of coping, of dealing with it. Like, mm. um, Instead, I w- before I would normally just like binge, eat, maybe go eat a lot of sweets because that would yeah. make me feel better. Um, mm. But this time I was like consciously choosing to, okay, I'm just going to go to our meditation. I'm going to meditate instead of... Meditation is so helpful. And oh mm. man, like I would recommend it to anybody. It just helps you with your mood and like your yes. it cl- cl- clears out things into you know out of your 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 thoughts and your mind you know and I've yes. been doing it like I was telling you um started it uh let's say 
late last year and I've been doing it every single day um mm-hmm. like it changes you drastically in terms of like how you become more aware of yourself Definitely. and um the things that used to bother me or things I would react to like I it just hasn't anymore like I, I feel really calm so it's yeah mm-hmm. like oh man why did I get into meditation I mean I was telling you the yeah, meditation yeah. Was- <laughs> I used to be one of those people because I have so much energy that if I start yeah. meditation or just doing it through yoga, I would be the one falling asleep in the back because I was just like, yeah. it was just too slow for me. But I'm like, yeah. oh like it does wonders. <laughs> it does. Like, I really think, like, especially these days, you know, a lot of us are just occupied with thoughts. I'm an overthinker. And yeah. I wouldn't say yeah. I am a very energetic person, but I do mm-hmm. have a lot of thoughts. And to just like be able to stop and allow yourself to mm-hmm. be calm, you know, at least for a moment. I'm quite I'm quite blessed to be in a community right now. We have a meditation community. We actually do oh, forty. Yeah. Imagine you imagine. 45 minutes meditation 45 minutes I couldn't even imagine myself doing that before you know like 10 minutes I'm out you know but I'm doing this with um, a beautiful community (laughs) of people and it I I think it's a stronger like the intentions are stronger um Mm. the the motivation to be and I think it's also because of like it's a guided meditation so um yeah you're you're not just like wandering off you know I always look forward to it because I always have a different experience each time you know I'm so glad to hear that's helping you too like I know it's so hard because I think that originally I hate being still or you know just you know, not moving, you know, because I was mm-hmm. would have to face my own demons or, you know, I hate having that voice inside my head or, you know, just um going back to things I didn't want to face. So mm-hmm. for me, like my, I guess, therapy or outlook was very much very um uh about movement, you know, and I'll tell mm-hmm. you that like, I do Muay yeah. Thai. So back then, like that's the thing, like for me, I, I think I over excessively worked out, but the thing is I enjoyed it. That was just my way of releasing energy and releasing stress. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like back at home, like so mornings, I'll wake up at six, run for 30 minutes, shower, wow. and go to work. Mm-hmm. After work, I would like go do Muay Thai from like two to three hours every night. And then wow. on the weekend, before heading out to like, you know, having a big night and stuff, I would go, um, yeah, do my beach runs, you know, 10Ks, beach runs, and, you know, like mini 30 minute circuit on the weekend. So it was, I was very, very, very um, active. Yeah, I, I guess athletic. Yeah, like it was just like, it was just my way of, coping or you know dealing with stress so Mm -hmm. um, and it was therapy in a way like running when you're jogging and running it's um also a term of a a form of like meditation for me um but yeah I just need to kind of balance the two strategies out so yes I can use my physical energy but um with meditation I needed to balance stillness you know being able to be still and actually practice being in the moment kind of thing yeah I think um, it's also good that you mentioned about therapy. Um, I think in uh, in my, I wouldn't say my culture, but like in the Philippines, it's not as talked about. You know, it's mm. something that's sort of like done discreetly. It's not really um, yeah. discussed in the way that we're discussing it right now. I mean, mm. maybe some people discuss it this way, but it's, 
I wouldn't say it's a taboo topic, but there's that stigma around therapy, mm. you know, like you're, oh, it's, a, it's yeah, a very yeah. negative, 100%. there's a negative, you know, even, even for Vietnamese community as well. But then like, mm. I would also want to share that um one of the yes, definitely. biggest, sorry, like, biggest, yeah, sorry, sorry, continue. Hello? Hello, yep. <laughs> Uh, sorry, oh, yeah, I was. You wanted to say something. <laughs> I was also like, okay, okay, continue. Oh no, continue. no, no, no. Okay, sorry. Yeah, you go. Okay, okay. Um, so I'm glad that you mentioned um therapy because I I also want to share mm-hmm. that. Yes, I've been like maybe you've mentioned earlier that like it was like you had the inner courage, uh, the inner strength, mm-hmm. but. Even with what I've been through, it doesn't mean that I don't need to work on myself. And this year mm-hmm. as well, I've I've done my first therapy because I yep. it was something that was actually just uh uh recommended to me and I was like, okay, why not try it, you know? And mm. it was very liberating. Like I yes. felt like a huge lift of off my shoulder, you know, and mm. I I would really it doesn't make you any less strong. Mm. It's something I really feel like a lot of people have to, you know. Sometimes you deal with your own thoughts, and your yeah. thoughts are very biased to how you yes. feel as well. So. It's. I think it's important to have another person's per- perspective to sort of like guide Definitely. you as yeah. well. And that's the thing, like you know, um, it's it doesn't like you said it doesn't make you any weaker of a person or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It means like you know, at least you're getting a new perspective, a new strategies and tools to kind of let's say um, elevate you, you know, to a new level. It's not like you know you it's gonna subtract or diminish you it's just gonna add more in a way you know yeah and if you're mm, and and if you're hello yeah 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 sorry (laughs) Mm -hmm. i think like if you want to heal it's not really just like eating healthy food Mm -hmm. getting your exercises i feel like there's a lot of um inner work that you also need to do yes definitely a a lot a lot of um what we manifest like what our body is manifesting like pain or hurt could also be because of what we are emotionally carrying the stresses that we've been carrying for so long not just yeah yeah like mentally emotionally as well because like yeah. you know it's good that you mentioned this um I've also exposed myself to you got myself into therapy this year too just like you know um uh, since everything's on hold might as well deal with all my my shit <laughs> yeah. um, you know just done with. so it's definitely has given me a new perspective on changing like some of the old belief systems like mm. you don't realize um how much of your childhood or you know the learned behaviors can affect you and yes. the thing is that I didn't realize that I was repeating like a lot of like behavioral cycle, like patterns and cycles mm-hmm. um, until like this year when I was able to slow myself down and, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like 
go introspective, you know, be introspective and really reflect on things because um, I was just so used to being on the go, 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 you know, occupied with life, wanting more, 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 you know, our excitement yeah. all the time. In a way, it became an addiction, yeah. uh, you know, a form of escapism for me because I just couldn't deal with just being still. Um, that, yeah, I didn't realize that a lot of like the unhappiness or the, um, I guess, the feelings I was feeling was repeated because of like old belief systems about, you know, yes. myself. Um, and a lot of it was just like, yeah, through therapy, it kind of helped me realize um, that I have really bad rejection and abandonment issues, um, mm. you know, with like growing up with my family issues. And that has really like was like a limiting kind of like um belief for myself like in terms of like you know creating success in my career or achieving mm. things to fullest potential or even help um forming healthy relationships you know like long-term relationships um yeah in a romantic sense like you know friendship wise and stuff like, that, like um it's fine but you know uh it'll just yeah like not i think it you know, kind of like sense. became something that i became. hello mm-hmm. yeah continue 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 yes Yes. Continue. You yeah, became. like it, it's um something I want. Yeah, something I wanted to kind of like um work on this year. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think yeah. like the romantic sense mm-hmm. as well. I think it's because it's a more intimate relationship, and there's a lot of trust that comes into it as well, and commitment, you know, and a lot of vulnerability, yeah. and I think this year for you and me learning to be more vulnerable um Mm. recognizing recognizing the traits not just like the the good traits that we have but the toxic traits that we've had but have been blinded because as i've said earlier like we're quite biased right with our thoughts and how i feel like for me to think that I'm toxic, mm. that's like my ego wouldn't allow me to think that. Yeah. But it's allowing the thought driven, that yeah. you, I am, I have toxic traits, but I also want to work on it, you know. Mm. Yeah. And that's the thing, you know, it's like putting your ego aside and recognizing like, you know, I'm honestly have things I want to deal with, you know, to just kind of better my lifestyle basically yeah um and I, I it is like the hardest thing you know the first thing is to accept on a kind of like get out of that denial I think for me a very long time I was in denial that um I had you know certain patterns or um mm-hmm. kind of like very driven by ego you know because I was too scared of like you know what people would think about me or that's fear of mm-hmm. rejection um, but yeah, I'm really trying to work on like embracing it. Like, you know, if things don't work out or things were bad or I go through an obstacle, I embrace it with like, you know, there's a lesson to be learned there. Like, um, mm. yeah, like, it's a different kind of reaction as compared to when I was younger. Like if something bad happened, I would literally like react very differently. I'll be uh, kind of sometimes fall, fall into like the victimized um, uh, mindset. mindset. But like yeah. now I'm just like, yeah, like now, if something bad and stuff happen, okay, you know what? It sh- shit happens. Move on, <laughs> kind yeah. of thing. You know, like it's gonna get better, or like it's gonna send me in different direction. So, it is very mm. much like how you can take yourself back and you know take a uh, like you know deep breath and then you know respond rather than be like oh reactive fire because yeah like 
when I was younger, I was very reactive. Like I would say like things would tick me off so easily um, mm. because I just didn't know how to express myself well you know growing up I suppress a lot of things so yeah mm. and you mentioned about the ego as well and and society right and I think like the way that um society is built it's really like to feed our egos right yeah. we had this discussion how and and I, I I wouldn't also blame people for for no, not at all or wanting to tick the boxes because sometimes mm. but I, I think at the end of the day it's also like wanting to belong but then yeah. that drive to be part of of a community or to to be part of a society that you you need you might feel like you need to be somebody else or you mm. need to to tick the boxes right mm. just to satisfy the expectations to feel that now you are part of something bigger yeah but then it also could be your downfall like as just what we have mentioned mm. how how it has created um limiting beliefs as well mm-hmm. because i guess when you're ticking boxes you're limit you're limiting yourself to that box yeah. Like you're not being um, your true authentic self, you know, kind of thing. And it's been a a struggle, you know, in terms of like um, building my own core identity, you know, because I either had to please or, you know, um, make sure that my parents are happy, which I always, you know, want to make them happy. Mm. But it wasn't something that I wanted to pursue or or, um, making sure that, you know, I fit in with with society, what they would expect of me or, you know, um, you know, with friends and stuff and stuff as well. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I mean, it's, it hasn't been so, so bad. I think I like now, you know, being, having time to reflect and, um, kind of like, you know, really ask myself these questions, like, you know, like what do you really want, you know, and Mm -hmm. when you see yourself, you know, it kind of helps bring more clarity. Like, you know, it's finally, I'm doing something for myself. Like, you know, I need to do this for me rather than just be like, oh, you know, dad will think, you know, well, he already thinks I'm a delinquent. <laughs> no, not really. Um, no. And then I'm just kidding. Like, um, but he's, it's just a lot more easier now, like um, mm. in terms of come to terms with like who I am or, you know, what I really want for myself. And mm. even though it's different to what my friends are doing or, you know, what my dad expected, like um, I'm happy in a way. Yeah. yeah precious like kind of like lifted off my my shoulders you know so yeah and like, you were able to have that conversation with your dad as well yeah and the thing is like I thought it was well obviously he feels a bit like um confused at first but mm-hmm. then like oh you know, he's like oh I love my parents to death like you know they're so embraceive mm-hmm. um to change you know the change in society and understanding you know um because you know understanding you know like mental health or understanding like you know um gender and stuff like that so these are kind of things that it was just hard to discuss or bring up you know because like to them you know mental health is not a thing or like you know I'm going my brother uh, is homosexual so I had to explain that to him as well you know Mm. when we're growing up and it's just like to be able to you know accept that you know and help embrace it and help us you know feel good in our skin and confident ourselves like it's amazing you know like coming yeah Considering from my dad, support, support it. Yeah. make an acknowledgement because maybe for, for some parents it's hard to support, but at least take that acknowledgement that I am. Yung 
and this is what I want or for let's say for your brother yeah. I'm I'm gay and this is who I am mm. you know and to be yeah. for them to be able to acknowledge that I I think that's like a huge relief I, I I'm not I don't have that experience right now mm. I mean like for you I don't know how the experience is for you but for me it, it seems like it's such a huge relief as well 100% because I feel I always felt so much pressure like you know from my dad and being compared um, to my friends you know like growing up um, mm. so I think that's why it formed like a, a sense of like a fear of rejection and stuff you know like what if I'm not good enough that like, my parents will think less of me or like my parents will mm. think less of me um, but it's more of a subconscious thing like it wasn't like so much like um, yeah like out there um, but yeah over time I realized it, it was like a pattern you know a cycle mm. and yeah this year I just I like, put everything on the table I was like dad like you know what I'm just gonna take a break from you know being working in my field HR recruitment I kind of yeah. want to just you know, to really figure out what really like you know inspires me or burns me you know ignites my passion because I felt like I wasn't passionate yeah. about anything anymore um mm-hmm. you know after traveling and stuff you know coming here and you know, gotten to like a, another recruitment agency I'm just like okay like literally I have no real internal passion anymore mm. um you know in like what I wanted to do in the long term which was like you know um pick up and do my backpacking and move abroad was supposed to be like you know um in the far future after I sort out all my stability back at home yeah so yeah like, came in as well <laughs> I know so like no more plans this year <laughs> But yeah, no, it's, I think the universe made that plan for us already. So yeah, you know, like <laughs> drop your plans, guys. Cancel those flights. I have something else in store for y'all. <laughs> like your um, podcast, which is letting um, us travel around the world, right? Yes, I am Your with my stories. boys. <laughs> it's amazing what? how you've also found like still a way to travel through stories. Yes, yeah. Or- from all over the world oh that's absolutely right I'm still visiting my friends see that's the thing I was so overly ambitious at the beginning of the year I was like don't worry I'll come see you next year and you and you and you and you and you everybody (laughs) (laughs) so I'm doing through this (laughs) but yeah like oh my god like it's just some it is amazing what you're doing right now as well oh thank you thank you um, but yeah, just to wrap things up, you know, because we can talk literally for the next five hours Forever. or so. <laughs> um, yes, give us some beauty tips, Miss um, Michelle, beauty queen. Like, beauty you know, tips. I know that so beauty I- isn't always all about, you know, the external, but, you know, like, you know, Miss uh, Pageant Queen, what else <laughs> can you give us? You know, uh, come on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now, I think like, I think like a beauty pageant advice will be quite outdated for me now. <laughs> it's like a decade, more than a decade ago. But um, maybe like uh, <laughs> how to feel confident and in your mm. own skin and feel beautiful in your own skin, you know. So, mm-hmm. wow, I'm giving advice and that. Well, I think... Confidence brought me to where I am right now as well. So mm. I think I have a little bit of, of knowledge here <laughs> to share. So mm. I think first off, um, I would like 
for people to think of beauty as something that's not permanent you know of course like we age but then aside from aging our standards of beauty have changed over time you know back in the 90s it's what like the stick thin models um i'm trying to remember who are the models at the time that are like really amazing women as well but like that that's like the body the ideal body type, was it Kate know, like, Moss kind of thing like you know Kate Moss kind of era probably I forgot and I can't really have anyone in in my mind right now I guess <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um but yeah probably Kate Moss Cindy mm. Cro- Crawford I guess like oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. so that was like the beauty ideal that era the 90s thin um girl next door kind of vibe but then mm-hmm. fast forward to now you know what do we reshare we reshare our beautiful curves our thick asses you know yeah. <laughs> we're back on trend so but but my point is you know the media has always portrayed beauty inconsistently so what is only mm. consistent is that they sell to us <laughs> mm, that is true so i think like it's 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 pointless to change to, to chase i think it's pointless to chase like the newest diet or wanting to chisel your body to a certain um trend or if it's like the bigger hello yeah yeah okay if it's like the bigger as like you don't you don't really need to have that Mm. now or tomorrow because in a few years time like there will be new boxes as we are talking about boxes right boxes and you wouldn't want to spend the rest of your life just trying to fit in those boxes Mm. would you right and I think this is also like a good advice that I read somewhere about like starting at the end. Like if you are going to, I think this is more of like a confidence advice, you know, yeah. if you are going to say, let's say a social gathering where you'll be meeting a lot of people, um, start with the end in mind. So you know how mm-hmm. artists sit down to paint. They're already envisioning their paintings, their masterpieces hanging on a wall. Mm. So for you, if you're going into a room, walking into a room, try to curate the experience that you want to give and hold on to that intention, you know? That is true, yeah. For someone someone who, who embrace life, you understand that life is your own creation mm-hmm. so you don't wait for for anyone to make you feel beautiful or worthy but yeah. then this also means that you are responsible for your life and your own well-being right so yes. if you're responsible for your own life you this also extends to how you look how you think how you show up for yourself and for those we love and for those you love so when you start with the end in mind how do you how do you visualize yourself in that room? Like if you're in a social mm-hmm. gathering, how do you visualize yourself? What are you wearing? Um, what story would you like to share with 
with the people in there, you know. Mm-hmm. And you don't need to stress in like the smallest detail. Like you just have to be open as well to what could spontaneously happen too. Mm-hmm. And if you go into a room, think of it as like a playground instead of like a battlefield field. Like when you go inside a room, like we always have like, oh my God, there'll be a lot of people. What if, what if I trip? Like these are all of like the insecurities, the fear of being judged mm-hmm. running through your head, right? So that's like, it's like a battlefield. Like you're going to a battlefield. But then if you think of it as like, a playground like how a child would just play you know they are curious they are excited they're just they just laugh optimistic you know they're just going with their expectation yes yeah Yeah. and they just like laugh like you don't need to even like you know like those small (laughs) it's authentic Yeah, if you're in like a social gathering, like you feel like you need to be prim and proper, mm-hmm. but then with children, it's like they're it's just raw, you know, like yeah. they 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 are not held back by anything. And mm-hmm. if you if you if you uh, enter a room like seeing it as a playground, you you can just like um have fun, you know. It's it's not like a test it's not it's not a place where yes maybe people some people might judge you or what mm-hmm. but if they're for those people who aren't attracted by your energy then those aren't your people like those those aren't true. people that you would also want in your life you know like mm. that's already that's a good filter right mm. And I think you attract people, you know, like attracts like, you know, and the people who want to stay around you of, you know, be part of your life will stay, you know, and the people who don't, then yeah, that you learn something from them, be grateful for that. And that's, that's just it. Hey. Yeah. Yeah, Mm. definitely. And I think like, I would just maybe my last, I would close Mm -hmm. it with like one of the quotes that I really love about beauty. So Mm -hmm. I would want to share it as well. So it goes, um, beauty is walking into a room and not caring about what others think, but caring about them. Wow, that's yeah. so lovely. I think that's really beautiful, you know. Like, that is very beautiful, yes. Well, thank you so much, Michelle. That was beautiful, you know, like, say beauty queen. You know, <laughs> you're, uh, exuding beauty <laughs> and also giving beauty to the world so oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay i will not be pressured but... <laughs>